Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Santa Claus is because both shows were so utterly forgettable that if I don't do it now, I will likely forget by this evening when I do the other episode. Um, so, yeah. Um, we also have some cool stuff coming. Um, I think we're going to launch something in, in, in January that could be, uh, that could be cool. do a, a marketing blitz for it before it launches, so just, uh, you'll hear about it, you'll hear about it, um, also you might want to check multiplewallproductions.com and we will, uh, well, you know, it'll be on there too when it, uh, when it gets closer to launch time, but that's not what we're going to talk about, we are here, oh, this is already December, so we got to start getting the shit together on this. Anyway, we are here to talk about, let's start with the Santa Clauses, um, because now we're four of six episodes in, and I'm just baffled by how awful the effects are the entire way through this show, and how cheap this show looks, because it's like, the when you look at the production design, that went into the original Santa Claus and the sequels, like, they went in on production design. Like, they 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 pulled out all the stops. Like, those movies had a lot of really cool visuals for the North Pole. And it kind of set up a kind of, like, I know for me and for some other people, if you, if you ask me to envision what the North Pole looks like, that would be what we would call to. Like, that that layout for the workshop and, and all of that, like, that's what it looks like. For this movie to take it and, and make it feel so small, it's just so weird. Like, it's not even just that the, you know, the environment is, is, is looks cheaply put together, but it's just everything feels smaller. And it feels kind of weird. Um, the... And, and I think this episode where you can probably... Like, this... Here's the thing about this show. It is three half-hour episodes, um, give or take. Some of them are a little longer, um, but right around a half-hour. So let's say six episodes is, um, is three hours. There's room to cut from all of these episodes. 
You can do a concise two-hour movie with this. You, 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 there, there is a way to tell that story and not have it be, you know, this kind of a mess that this is. And I feel like stretching this out over three hours did not do the story any favors. And, again, I think part of the problem with this show is that we, we watch it and it doesn't do anything particularly different. Like, I'm watching this, and when Noel goes to see Scott, I'm like, oh, I know what this is. This is just the Santa Claus 2 now. Where we have someone else who's taken over as Santa, and they're ruining Christmas, and they have to stop him before he ruins Christmas. It's just, instead of the annoying, like, I forgot the name of the, the elf was, that annoying little fuck, there's a different annoying little fuck this time. Um, it'd be like if the, if the girl, Betty, I think her name is, she was the one who went, it's a stickler for the rules character. Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting kind of, um, what's it called? It's, a, it, 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 it's, it, it's interesting to see how closely they hone to that story where I'm like, oh, I know what the narrative beats are here. And I, I don't really think we need that. Um... And, and all the stuff with the kids is fucking annoying. Not the daughter. I think the daughter is more understandable because she's acting like a normal person and, like, not someone who's suffering a massive head injury. Um, like, it's just kind of like... I, I don't understand it. Um, the, the son is just, like, the amount of really dumb things he says on an episodic basis is just ridiculous and it just like cut this character entirely that, that would solve a lot of problems like if you cut a good amount of Noel stuff that would that would save time too if you cut a good like there's so much room to cut in this show and it's like look I think the most interesting thing in this show before Simon, I mean before Simon decided to to you know completely do whatever he was going to like go full tech bro on the North Pole which you know it's one of those things where it's like when you watch that third episode and they have the interview with him and he takes a picture of Scott and you're like this guy's obviously not good for this job like he's not going to listen to the people around like we we know this like it, 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 it's just kind of silly. Like, he's obviously the bad guy. And then we get to this episode, and he's obviously the bad guy even worse. And you're like, alright, well, this is just kind of silly. Like, and, and, and the whole thing is like, you know, it's, it's the argument of people who, like, against people who are anti-tradition. And it's like, alright, just, just move, move over. Like, I, I don't understand it. Like, it, the, the whole thing is kind of ridiculous. Um... And, and as I'm watching this, I'm just like, can we just do anything else? Like, does this have to be this story? And apparently, it does. Apparently, this does have to be the story. Because, you know, it, it, it is the thing. Which I'm watching this, and it's like, this episode's not as bad as the last one. And it's like, it does have, like, there was a joke that actually made me laugh out loud. Where, um, and it's a meta joke, too. It's not even a joke that the show is making within its own universe, it's, it's a joke that only works if you know that Elizabeth Mitchell wasn't lost, because it's like, he, they're, they're coming up with a backstory for where they've been all this time, and why they don't have, why they're not, you know, why they haven't been in school 
ever up until now, now they're back, and it's like, oh, we have the shrimping boat for one, and then we also have this other thing, and, um, and then, you know, and he goes, and, uh, lost on an island for years, and, uh, she goes, no, 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 that's a terrible idea, you know, all it does is ask more questions than it answers, and I'm like, that's a good joke, and it only works if someone's familiar with a show that began 15 years ago, uh, that she started, so, you know, that's, that's good, and I think the cliffhanger at the end of this episode is so ridiculous, because they try to play it like a cliffhanger, where it's like, okay, so, now here is, um, what's it called, here is, uh, here is someone, oh, someone uh, has stopped time and came to visit, um, what's it called, and came to visit, um, Scott, who could it be, and then the last scene before that, we see, um, what's her name, um, I think her name is Betty, go and be like, oh, I need to, we need to get to that big guy, so go see Scott, and it's like, no, not, not Scott, the other guy, and it's like, oh, who could it be, we know it's fucking Bernard, why are we playing this so close to the vest, and the thing is, too, I don't know if it's the show or if it's the marketing, but he's in the fucking commercial, in the living room, so it's like, oh, we're getting to that point now, we're not gonna see him in this episode, we're gonna see him in the next, and it's so fucking annoying, anyway, to a show that doesn't make me hate my career choices, Willow, um, which is just kind of okay, and I think that maybe had I seen Willow at some point in the past, it would have been better, but up until now, my only cultural touchstone for Willow has been the joke about it on the Goldbergs, where they're like, it, well, it was a movie, like, they, they didn't know if it was good or not after they saw it, and it's like, I, I, it's, it's high fantasy, it's, it's, it, and I'm, I'm a big fan of the high fantasy stuff, and I guess think this is very slow moving, um, and, uh, yeah, it's good, you know, it's not a terrible show, um, I like the, you know, the way the relationship's trying to develop between, and again, I don't know the names of the characters, the, the kids of Val Kilmer, um, and, and I think that's one of the things I'm learning, is that just having a, a previously on is not enough for these nostalgia continuations, because it's not enough for people who don't have the cultural touchstones to be like, oh, okay, well, now we're getting a continuation of the story, here's where the story was, but, like, you know, they, they can't replace the, oh, I watched as a kid, and now we're back, and, and here's uh, Warwick Davis back as Willow, and, you know, all of that, they can't do that in the five-minute previously on thing, um, and, and it's, it's, you know, it's not terrible, and it's like, I like the idea that, you know, she doesn't want to be forcibly married, which is, uh, you know, a totally good thing to do, not the least of which, because, least of which is because she's into Aaron Kellyman's character, which, I mean, look, Lucasfilm, if you're bringing her in for something, can we just do a sequel to Solo already? Like, Jesus fucking Christ, can we continue that story and not just in a fucking comic book? Um, and, uh, like, that whole thing is, you know, that's interesting, and then Aaron Kellyman's character going and, and, um, and, uh, joining the, the Knights, that's cool, like, all of this stuff is really cool and interesting, it's just, the show meanders, and I can't stand it when a show meanders, where it's, like, a slow dirge, and it's, like, I was able to get through it with, um, Andor, because Andor was engaging the entire way through, because Andor's slow, I'm not gonna say Andor's not slow, um, because it is a 12-episode build to what is basically Star Wars' equivalent of Lexington and Concord. 
Um, and I think that that's kind of the thing where we're like, all right, well, move it along. Like, I, I don't need to see it move this slowly. But at least Andor kept you engaged the entire way through. Here, we don't have that same, like, what's it called? We don't have that... There, the, the issue is, because this is a sequel, we don't know what it's building towards besides some world-ending cataclysm, because that, that much is, is fairly obvious, as is the case with, with most things of this nature. It's like, the world needs to be coming to an end, otherwise no one gives a shit. Um, so we know it's coming to that, but we like if it was a prequel, we could at least be like, okay, so we're going to see this major event... And, and that will be, you know, and that that's what we're building for. We know where this is somewhat going. And I, I don't think that if you're going to be this slow, you have to at least make it interesting. Whereas, like, listening to Warwick Davis talk for a good amount of time with Dove and, and talk about sorcery and all of that, and I'm like, I don't really give a shit about any of this. I really don't. Um, and I think that we are... There was a period in the... 2010s, where people were begging for series instead of movies. They wanted, you know, they wanted companies to make more series than movies because you can do more in a series. The limited series or the or the episodic nature of television allows for more. Um, what's it called? More. Um, uh, fuck. What's over here? More depth in storytelling. You can go. You can go deeper with the story. You can do all of that. Um, and I think what we've seen is and not always the case. If you look at, like, what Marvel did with Marvel Studios um, and, and their stuff, you're like, well, you know, it probably could have been a movie. It didn't need to be a series on Disney+. Plus. They probably could have done another movie. Um, but it's an interesting, you know, thing. And I think this is another one of those things where both of these shows that are currently ongoing could have probably been better served as a, uh, what's it called? As a uh, limited series, uh, I'm sorry, not as a limited series. As a um, what's I'm for here? As, as a movie, because it's like at least it's a movie that, like, you know, I'm not tuning in every week and uh, wasting my time and doing all that. And especially for something like this, where it's like we're doing a two episode premiere. It's like I gotta watch two fucking hours of Willow. I have to watch as much Willow in one night as there was in the entirety of Willow up until this point, like, come the fuck on, um, I don't know, um, I don't think that, I think they're handling the, the Val Kilmer absence pretty well, um, I'll give them that, I guess, I, uh, like, I know that much about it, Val Kilmer's in it, but, look, I mean, it's, it, they're, they're going on a quest in a, in a magical world. And, yeah. It, it did kind of remind me, that that first episode did kind of remind me of, of the first episode of Wheel of Time. Which, I think the first episode of Wheel of Time was more engaging. Um, and I think part of it definitely comes from the fact that they're using a younger cast here. And the younger cast feels less experienced. Not in terms of acting, but in terms of just, you know, what they're bringing to the table. Where it's like, when that happened in something like this... I feel like I'm watching a a kid's 
like like a Disney Channel original show with a very high budget. And that's not the show's fault. Not at all. That's that's my fault. That's what I'm. That's the baggage that I'm bringing to 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 the show. That that's what I'm going in seeing. And I feel like that that's definitely affecting my viewing of it because I'm like, oh well, you know, it doesn't look as good as other things in this genre. So why is this, you know, a thing? Um, maybe if I watch Willow this weekend, I will have an appreciation for this show that. Um, I don't have right now. Um, maybe that'll help, but I'm not super thrilled about this as it stands right now. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. Um, cause I remember, I remember in the, in the mid 2000s when they announced Fantastic Beasts, they, uh, people were saying like, you know what they should do is they should do Harry Potter stuff as a limited series on HBO. That would be, that'd be great. And I, I feel like there's a chance that we end up on a Marauder show. Um, by, the end, by the end of next year, I feel like we get that announced. Um, because I, I feel like that's, you know, looking at what they've done with Star Wars and, and all of that, um, you know, Harry Potter did its prequel era. Do they jump right in and try sequel era? I, I don't think so. I think that they look to what has worked for Star Wars, which is The Mandalorian, which is, um, what's it called, which is, uh, uh, Andor, I mean, Book of Boa Fett to an extent, not really, Kenobi, and it's things set right around the period that everyone loves, and I think that going with Marauder's story, where you already have characters everyone knows, and, and all of that, that's kind of where they go with this. That's that's probably the smartest play. Um, and I could see them doing that as, as a, uh, what's it called? As, a, as an HBO Max or, a, or an HBO series. And that'd be interesting to see. I mean, I would watch it. I would fucking, I would watch it, but I don't think it's necessarily guaranteed to happen, but I just think that if Fantastic Beasts is truly dead and J.K. Rowling is still working with Warner Brothers and they are going to make new Harry Potter content, I think that's the way to go, instead of a Cursed Child movie, uh, Cursed Child was not very good, I mean, look, I haven't seen the play, the play could be fantastic, um, I have not seen it, though, I've, I've read the script book, and I'm like, I don't need to see any of this canon-breaking bullshit, and I feel like it being a play gives you the ability to hand-wave it away, and be like, oh, well, it's a play, I don't need to do... I don't need to pay that much attention to it. It's not, like, super canon. But the minute you make a movie, and the movie has, you know, Daniel Radcliffe and Rupert Grint and Emma Watson and, and everyone coming back, that's kind of where you end up with this. You know, we have to kind of, you know, acknowledge it at a certain point. We can't... You, you can't not acknowledge it at that point. But we'll wrap up there for today. At some point this weekend, I'm going to be seeing Violent Tonight. Maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow. Um, I don't know when yet. Um, but after that, we'll have Violent Night. We have Avatar coming up in a few weeks. And our year-end wrap-up show. Um, all are happening in the near future. Um, but I think Violent Night's going to be the next thing. Um, and I will catch up on Titans, and we will have Doom Patrol coming next week. Um, but 
we'll wrap up there for today. So, until our next episode, have a great rest of your week. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.